Well, hello everyone. Uh, today is Monday, April 27th, 2020. Uh, my name, as you can probably see, is Byron Howell, and I hope you're doing well, and I, I sincerely mean that. Uh, these are difficult times. These are difficult times for everybody, no matter where you are in the socioeconomic spectrum, no matter what your situation in life, these are tough times. And, uh, you know, obviously we could talk about that at length, but let's just, let's move right on because we all know that. Now, you know, one thing that, that has shown up in the news, especially if you're a Christian or if you're paying attention to church news and things like that, is um, is just, just that a lot of people are, are increasing their Bible reading time. A lot of people are, you know, turning into churches. You know, I know our church does a live stream and things like that, and they're talking about people watching the church live streams in record numbers people increasing their Bible reading, you know, by huge numbers. And, and those are wonderful things. And, you know, so a lot of people really, especially people that are going through tough times, people are crying out to God. People are turning to the Word of God. People are turning to church, turning to just the Lord and spirituality, thinking, you know, where where can I get some help? Where where are the answers that, I, that I'm seeking in my life? God, can you please help me? And, and I'll say this, you know, uh, when I first turned to the Lord was, you know, basically 16 years ago, and I, I was definitely in a difficult situation in my life, and, and I started reading the Bible more, I started going to church, and praise God, I really did, I found a lot of answers, a lot, a lot of just guiding truth that has been with me all these years, and the Lord has been with me all these years, and it's just such a wonderful thing. But I've always had a heart for people that, that really want to start their relationship with God, that really want to either recommit uh, their lives to God, or connect with God, or start a new relationship with God, what have you. You know, I've been fortunate to teach uh, foundations and new believers classes and things like that in my church, and, and I'm just excited. And I want to take a few minutes and ju just keep it simple, you know, just, just talk about some basic things that I know will bless you, that I know will help you, especially if you find yourself in that position where you're really looking to God right now and you're really looking for for spiritual answers to what's going on or really, you know, looking for God to help you in your life. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, definitely that was true for me. You know, it was tough tough times, looking for guidance in my life, and I just sought the Lord. You know, God, what do you have for me? What do you want for me? What are the directions that I should be looking at for my life right now? And, and God's totally fine with that. God loves you. God wants to help you. God wants to give you guidance. God wants to give you advice in every area of your life. And, and so let's just take a few minutes and talk about, you know, what, what are the first steps to getting started with God. And that's whether you, you've been serving him for years or whether you've been far away, or you've never thought about God. Let's just take a few minutes and talk about it. And, and I just want to say, you know, I want to do more and more of these videos. That's really, you know, my passion in life is helping people in their relationships with God. And, and, you know, the truth is I have some personal experiences that I'll share from time to time and, and you know, maybe they'll be helpful. And I have, I have my own beliefs as, as everybody does, and, you know, I want to share those from time to time when I think they'll be helpful. But by and large, my personal opinions and my personal experience, that won't help you nearly as much as when I can share truth from the Word of God. And that's predominantly what I want to do. I want to, I want to balance this with, you know, giving you some scriptures that you can take and study on your own. But also, you know, telling you some personal history, some my testimony, things I've been through. And, and really try to make it personal and, and so you can connect with that. Because let's face it, every single one of us 
has been through hard times. Every single one of us has faced difficult situations. You know, I'm a lawyer. That's my day job. And I deal with people on the entire spectrum, the entire socioeconomic spectrum. Everybody has struggles. Everybody has hard times. And everybody's life would be better if they had a, you know, an improved and a vibrant relationship with God. I know this to be true. So let me just start with, with a verse right now that it's really, in a, in a way, it's kind of a mind-blowing verse. And, and let me also mention this, you know, when we read the Bible, it's easy to just kind of read along without really appreciating the significance of what's being said. And so sometimes, you know, we want to take a minute and just hone in on a verse or two and look at the amazing truth that's really being said. And so listen to this. This is kind of crazy. This is uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. It says, anyone who wants to come to God must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of crazy. Now, first of all, you have to believe that God exists. Now, most of you, you know, watching or whoever is going to watch this video in the days ahead, you probably believe that God exists. But let's just go ahead and put that out there. If you want to come to God, if you want to really see your relationship with him improve and increase and grow, you got to believe that he's out there. You got to believe that he exists. I think that kind of goes without saying. But what about this second part? that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I mean, what an amazing promise. When you start sincerely seeking God, you can expect that he's going to reward you. And, you know, look, I mean, look, there's a lot of people that kind of goes crosswise with a lot of traditional religious church thinking, oh, that God's going to reward me just because I started seeking him. That's not, that's not true. That's not right. But look, that's exactly what the Bible says. And, and what we're going to see is, you know, the Bible says all of these wonderful and amazing things about God, things that are just, just really wonderful beyond description, beyond the words that we can even use to say. But this is a great example. As you begin sincerely seeking God, He is going to reward you. He is looking for people to seek Him. He wants to connect with you. And that's just, that's just the beginning. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, as we talk about how to begin your relationship with God and how to reconnect, that's really what I want to just focus on tonight, how wonderful God really is. There are many people the world over that have all sorts of different opinions about God, that he's a harsh taskmaster, that he wants to judge, he wants to punish, he wants to do all of these bad things. The fact is, it's just not true at all. You know, it's just, I know a lot of people believe that. I know a lot of people in church even believe that, but it's just not true. That's just not what the Bible says about God. Now, now look, a lot of people don't let the Bible get in the way of what they think, and that's their right to do so. But, you know, that's kind of a waste of time, honestly. The Bible is what teaches us, first and foremost, about God. And we've got to study it, we've got to listen to it, and believe what it says if we're truly going to see our relationship with God go to the next level. So let's start with that. He's going to reward those who sincerely seek him. And I didn't say that. He did in the Bible. But now listen to this. This is another verse that, that really, when you, you take a moment and look at it, it's pretty crazy, pretty mind-blowing. So this is in uh, the book of Exodus. Now remember, in the book of Exodus, Moses leads, you know, probably two, three million Israelites out of Egypt. It wasn't a small group of people. It was millions of people that God, Moses leads out of Egypt. So he, Moses has this encounter with God. And listen to this. This is chapter 34. And the Lord came down in the cloud and stood with Moses there. And the Lord proclaimed the name of the Lord. 
And the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin that will by no means clear the guilty. All right, this is God talking about himself thousands and thousands of years ago. It's very complicated. We can't really take the time to get into all this, but Moses didn't really know a lot about God. The Israelites didn't know much about God. They didn't have a Bible. They didn't have the book of Genesis. They didn't have these materials that they can read. But, but he, so here God is really coming to Moses and introducing himself and teaching him, teaching Moses more about himself. And he says, he says, I am abundant in goodness and truth, merciful and gracious and long suffering. See, that is who God is. That's who he was thousands of years ago. And the Bible says, I am the Lord. I change not. He was merciful and gracious and long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth thousands of years ago, and that's still who he is today. That's still who he wants to be in your life. So as we come to God, as we start thinking, man, maybe it'd be good. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe I should read the Bible a little more. Maybe I should watch church online. Remember this. God loves you. God is wonderful. He's amazing. He always has been. And a lot of things out there, a lot of things in the world have given us the wrong impression. You know, it's, it's, it's the devil trying to blind our eyes to the truth of the goodness of God. And so thousands of years ago, that's what God said to Moses, describing himself. Now listen to this. Now this is, this is thousands of years later. This is in the book of 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 8. It says, But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. All right? God is love. Now, let's face it. It's one thing to say that. It's another thing to really have an experiential knowledge of that, where God, you know, you've seen the love of God show up in your life, but you will. You will more and more as you spend time with God, as you connect with him in prayer, as you study the Bible, as you begin doing what the Bible says, you're going to see why, because God's a rewarder of those who sincerely seek him. But it says God is love. Now, look, I mean, that, that can be tough. It can be tough for us, to, uh, for us to really appreciate the truth of that statement, but he is. And now when you think about that, see, people try to, to reconcile their view of God as the harsh taskmaster and the one who wants to punish you and hurt you and do these things to you with the statement that God is love. You know, people have some crazy ideas about love, that, that God, because he loves you so much, would give you cancer or would punish you or make you lose your job or any of these other horrible things that people say God does all the time just to teach us a lesson. None of that's true. None of that's biblical. I mean, people just need some sort of explanation, you know, the bad things they see in the world. But the fact is, is God's will for your life is not automatic. And, and to be honest, I wish it was. I really do. Because then but the world would be a much better place. But God's will is not automatic, but it is available. It's available when you draw close to God, when you begin studying the word, when you begin doing what he says, you are going to see his goodness show up in your life. But all these terrible things that people attribute to God on a regular basis, they're not God at all. They're the devil. And the fact that sin is widespread in the world. But when we come to God and we learn his ways, we'll experience his blessings and we'll see his goodness in our life. In fact, I wrote this book, how to Succeed in Life. It's available on Amazon for like two bucks. 
And it's a, it's, it's a one-hour teaching on basically how to get started with God in every area of your life, at least the big ones, like your relationships and finances and things like that. But so what an amazing verse. God is love. As you begin, you know, trying to reconnect or grow your relationship with God, keep that in the forefront of your mind always, that God is love. Now listen to this. This is John 10, 10. This is Jesus speaking, wonderful, wonderful quote that we should always keep in mind, especially as we're growing in our relationship with God. And he's talking about the devil briefly, briefly, and he says, the thief, that's the devil, comes not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus and God want for you, life and that more abundantly. Think about this. You know, people sometimes say that, you know, we're talking about the eternal life or what life's going to be like in the afterlife or in heaven or whatever. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. The thief, he's saying the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not going to do that in the afterlife. The thief ain't going to touch you in heaven. He's talking about right now. The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy in your life right now. And that's a big reason why we see all the problems in the earth today, not because of God. But anyway, but then he says, no, but what does Jesus want? What does Jesus want for your life right now? He wants that you would have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And we're going to talk more and more about these things. If you see some of my other videos, you see we talk about the blessings of God, the goodness of God. God wants you to have plenty of money. God wants you to be totally, perfectly healthy in your physical body. God wants you to have good relationships with your family. He wants to be blessed and see his blessings in every area of your life. Now, yes, it's true. When you start sharing the gospel, when you start being bold and loud in your, in, in your love for Jesus Christ, persecution will come. That, that's promised. That's a given. It's going to happen. But God has good plans for you. We have all heard the verse in Jeremiah. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, not to harm you. So just keep that in mind. It says, Jesus wants you to have life and that more abundantly. Now listen to this. This is John 3, 16. But let's put these verses together. It says, for God so, excuse me, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This is what God wants for you today. He wants you to come to him believing that he is and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. There is nothing wrong with believing that. That's exactly what the Bible says. Why? Because he loves you. Because he is full of mercy, grace, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth. What he told Moses in the book of Exodus thousands of years ago is true today. That's still the God that he is. And then he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us so that we could come in, so that we could become his children, so that we could be born again, so that we could be moved from the power of darkness and translated into God's kingdom. I hope in the days to come I can share all of these verses with you. But that is what happened. He is love. God is love. He's always been loving. He's always loved us. He's always cared about us. And now he wants you to have both eternal life in paradise, in heaven with him. It's going to be amazing. But now he wants you to have good life. Now is it life and life more abundantly right now. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you immediately come into his family. You are immediately forgiven of all your sins, past, present, and future. 
and the total blessings of God, Ephesians chapter one says, all the blessings in heaven that could ever be given immediately become applicable to you the moment you become a Christian. That is God. That is who you are coming to when you are trying to reconnect with God. This amazing, loving, wonderful, wonderful being. I mean, the truth is our adjectives, I mean, I hate to even use our adjectives because they can't even begin to describe how wonderful he is. And I know, I get it, not everybody thinks this way about God. Not everybody believes this, and that's just a tragedy, right? But the God of the Bible is loving, merciful, gracious, generous. That's the one and only God that exists. And I wanna, I wanna make sure that you have that perspective on God as you begin to develop your relationship with him or reconnect with him. Over the days ahead, we're gonna talk about, you know, how to get started reading the Bible, how to get started in prayer, how to get started, you know, church and fellowshipping and just taking a few minutes with a real common sense approach to these things because God loves you. He has blessings abundant for you in this life and in the life eternal. And it is my prayer that you experience every one of them. Thank you for watching. I love you. God bless you and have a great night.